welcome to episode 489 of the Overlook Hour. I'm your host, Clark Little. Along with me, as always, is the man sitting across the table from me. His name is Russell John the Fisherman. What's up? How are you doing? Glad to be alive and hanging out with you. <laughs> so aggressive. Coming <laughs> what? out no. of the box. Well, I mean, you, you get robbed at a church and then... Y- find that you're not aggressive for life wait what i god you you come in not only do you use your intro time to be even the listener could pick up you were doing something else when you were saying hello and then you just immediately become the victim wait you were robbed at a church oh yeah i've been practicing so my my life flashed before my eyes and the only thing i can think of is how badly i wanted to be here on a sunday the day of the lord with you talking about film. We're so I'm just aggressively happy right now. We're 59 seconds into the episode. <laughs> yeah. It's already ruined. 69. And you shut the hell up. You haven't been intro yet. <laughs> also joining us from Atlanta, Georgia, is Randy Michael Stat. Hell yeah. What's up? Randy growing out the hair a little bit. It's really yeah, fucked up for you to mention. Dude. The, no, it's the caveman's coming back. Here, <laughs> the Hitler stash is looking great. I, you know me, I'm a big, uh, big cinephile, so I, I consider it more of a chaplain. Yeah, of course. Or, or Michael Page. Jordan. They, there, there you go. go. Good job. Little Michael Jordan. 23. That's about <laughs> that all I know. That is the number he wore. <laughs> Randy, a big MJ fan over in Atlanta. What was that? Uh, the, uh, the Last Dance? Last Dance was good. That was good. You know what? I did, I did end up watching that, I think, three years after it came out, and uh, it was <laughs> nice. pretty good. Holds up. Also joining us behind the wall is Oksana Valerinova Osachi. Hello. Oksana, what's going on? I think I'm on my sixth cup of coffee today. <laughs> Mama mia, that's a lot of caffeine. <laughs> no water. <laughs> okay. Well, I don't have to tell you what's going to be up with you in a few hours because <laughs> all you've been drinking is diuretic and you've received no hydration. You get very to little, little to no hydration from coffee fine for now everybody's just giving me so much to work with today it's just uh what a wonderful day here to save the party (laughs) coming in who's uh graced us with her presence uh all week is madeline kessner hi i'm here madeline hello hello nice to see you madeline's been uh how long has it been since you've been on this uh hollowed program i mean i think march yeah, since the last, uh, the last, yeah, the last festival, the last fest. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I haven't been in the area since March. It's been the longest I've been away. And what do you think about the area? Uh, the air here is so much nicer than it is in uh, Astoria, Queens, New York. What's wrong with the air in Astoria, <laughs> Queens, New York? It's all the cars. Getting coffee with comedians. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I knew he was going to do that to the market. <laughs> you really did. Ruined it for everyone. But uh, yeah, Madeline, you've been here uh, all week. I know uh, you know, You guys have watched several movies this week. We did. Yeah, and also uh, getting prepared for uh, the eighth Unnamed Footage Festival? Seven. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. The seventh. Yeah. Footage Festival. Big number. <laughs> number oh, seven. Seventh heaven. Lucky number seven. That's it. You know, last year you had your satanic thing. Yes. Which Lucky is why, number six. That's right. I guess it would be nine. Why right? are, we did two extra digital ones too, but we don't three. count those. Yeah, but that one was four. 
the first one. And there, oh, yeah. Right. there yeah, 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 there we go. It's funny, last time we had this conversation, you corrected me. That's I, why I remembered. I was like, I oh. love math out loud. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a uh, what M O L math out loud. Mall. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Mall walking. All right. Well, I guess that's the end of the episode. <laughs> good night. We'll see you next week. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, Madeline, good to have you here. Thanks for um, having me. I know we're going to talk about a few things. And also, we're using Madeline's flight out of here as our heart out today. Yes. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll have it nice, clean, tight, easy, peasy, <laughs> breezy, Sunday morning. Beautiful cover girl. Uh, do we have 40 minutes? How long? What's our... Uh, yes. Randy, yeah, start yeah. the clock. Let's just say, yeah, we have 40 minutes. <laughs> well, I thought you were leaving at two. Well, no, I've got some wiggle room. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That was An just- hour. We got an hour, babe. Yeah. Okay, cool. Then you want to jump into it? We got David waiting. All right. David's ready have you, to go. Did you ever get to meet David Lynch? I do believe he uh, swung by last time I was on, but uh, okay. briefly. Yeah, he's a little unhinged now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aren't we all? We, he's uh, coming undone. We had the lookies and- uh, I don't know what, what happened. What won the lookies? Did <laughs> what something won? win? That, yeah, please, Clark. Tell us what won the lookies. Uh, <laughs> Anatomy of a Fall won. I haven't seen it. I want to see it. I don't watch movies anymore. See, the the thing is, it won because it had the, the, the needle drop of the year. <laughs> the husband is a DJ, and he is working on his new music project yeah. while his wife is being interviewed downstairs. Yeah. And he is working on a new Calypso remix wow. of 50 Cent's P.I.M.P. I mean, that sounds incredible. And it plays for 20 minutes in the movie. <gasps> oh, my goodness. And it's just, it's I'm great. sold. I'm sold on it's this. It's great. Hopefully, it's on my flight back. I can just watch it. Oh, there we go. I know. All the movies I'm going to talk about, I watched on a plane. I need to talk. I Yes. Yeah. I'm very excited because yeah. uh, this movie, I, I haven't pulled the trigger on it. Oh. And I know you feel the same way, but I do about this, the Guy Ritchie renaissance we're in. Mm-hmm. I think he's on the ascend. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to bring Russell with me. He doesn't want to go. Just, I loved King Arthur. You just have to watch Wrath of Man. Trust Wrath me. Wrath of Man's yeah. very good. It. It'll do it. Also, I'll tell you this. I had a nice time. At Operation Fortune, you know what? The game. It was really fun. It was fun. Was it really good? No, it was no. kind of like a cheapo <laughs> Bond. You know who's off, good? Josh Hartnett's. Good. Josh Hartnett. He's really good in it. He's really fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but just I know. I think I told you this earlier. Wrath of Man opens with like an eight minute long shot from the back of a car. It's the back of the van, looking at the two seats in the front of the van, and all the action is not visible from. The camera angle, okay. and it seems like an accident. It's incredible. I've seen it four times. It's a terrible long take, is okay. the opening of this movie, with the worst dialogue you've ever heard over it. It's, it's beautiful dialogue. It's truly beautiful. It right. plays like Shakespeare. Yeah, it's like them talking about how to make a cappuccino. Cool. <laughs> oh, <hey. laughs> and it has uh, Fritz von Erich in it. Oh, it does? It does, yeah. yes. Yes, he's one of the leads. He has some great dialogue, He's too. good. Did yeah. you watch The Iron Claw? I did. I loved it. Okay. Yeah, good. yeah. big wrestling fan I thought, I, Yeah, I thought about you when I was watching it. Yeah. I'm like, I wonder what Madeline thinks. I know a lot of people are saying that that movie has like a weird heightened reality, but I, I kind of like lived in it. I like to imagine that wrestlers imagine they're in it when they're... No, actually, yeah. I think we're on the same page. Yeah. I felt like the whole movie was from Kevin's point of view, mm-hmm. and that's the reason it felt kind of magical. Like... Wrestling yeah. isn't like that. Wrestling in a ring is not that hard, is not that random, is not that 
I mean, it's loud, but it's loud in a performative way. Yeah. But yeah. the way it's shot is like you're watching like boxing almost. Yeah. I love like, it. Because it's his perspective of what it's like to experience that. I thought it was beautifully made. It, it yeah. reminds me of um, on the field documentaries for like football. When yeah. they dramatize it, it's so much more fun. Yeah. And I wish we would get more pro wrestling meets fantasy cinema. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Yeah. Oh, I'm getting goosebumps. I love that movie. I was very high. <laughs> Clark noted, I, how many times did I pee? Two, I think. What would be your next sort of um, highbrow A24 production of a another wrestling? untold wrestling story? Oh, you want to go? Or maybe uh, even Chris Benoit? <laughs> Wow. Have you seen? No, I would say the Stephen Byro territory. No, no. The thing is, Benoit's been hitting YouTube hard. Did he pop up on your feed? I No. uh, I've just been getting a lot of videos of his, um, of Chavo Guerrero talking about the last time he communicated with him. Yeah. And like going to his house. Like that just hit my YouTube like a week ago. Yeah. Well, he's in Iron Claw. Well, he did the wrestling choreography for Iron Claw. So like. Oh, so. Okay. So he's doing interviews and. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, can I tell my Chris Benoit story really fast? You were there. No. (laughs) You helped. Uh, So uh, back in like, what, 2006, whenever it happened, Uh I was going to the New York Asian Film Festival a lot. And during that, there was um, a death of a very young person in my family. Okay. And I went to her uh, funeral and then got on a train and went to a movie to try to like check out. And I'm at the festival and this guy is sitting next to me and he starts uh, talking to me and flirting with me. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm like out of it. I was just at, um, at a funeral, you know, it was the death of uh, like my, my younger cousin. And he's like, oh, I'm going through something really similar. <laughs> Chris Benoit um, <laughs> just died. Yeah. And it, uh, yeah, I think about that a lot. I was working at a TGI Fridays when that happened, and I was convinced that McMahon had his family killed. Oh my god! I don't. That's where I was mentally. I'm like, yeah. it's fucking McMahon, dude. He he offed him. Yeah. Like he didn't want to. Benoit didn't because he was having contract like problems, mm-hmm. and and then he didn't show up at the event. But then I was like, yeah. yeah. I so mean, you thought it was kayfabe. Yeah, there's like they're really taking the storyline far. Yeah, Chris Chris Benoit's horrible religious uh, fueled killing of his uh, young son and wife. Super. K-fabe. Don't break kayfabe. <laughs> yeah, if you want to, if you want to ruin your day, go listen to fucking Chavo talk about it. Yeah, it's awful. Well, I I, I saw the and this was a year ago probably, but I remember uh, I kept getting the Paul Heyman side of that. Would that be your movie, Paul so, Heyman? Uh, well, just because I have a second neck talking like about talking about Benoit, I mean, I would absolutely watch a Paul Heyman biopic starring Clark. I hundred oh, percent. You're playing Paul Heyman. <laughs> I, would, I would. I would play Paul Heyman. You'd be good at it. I'd have a ball. Yeah. You'd do good. Could Randy play Roman Reigns? <laughs> Randy, yes. No, Randy could play. Um, who was the other announcer there? The, oh God! Because they only had one announcer. I can't remember his name. Styles, Eddie, Michael. I can't remember. Brandy could do that. We'll dye that hair you're growing out black. Yeah. And then you'll be perfect. Yeah. And I'll I'll show up and play uh, Taker. How's that? What? (laughs) (laughs) Taker. I, you know, honestly, though, if we're going to go the cinema route, I would like to just see hardcore stuff. Maybe, honestly, if I'm, it'd be backyard wrestling. Like do that, uh, like A24 style. Mom and dad aren't home. That would be sick. Yeah, let's light the couch on yeah. fire yeah. And, and fuck up the yeah, like that. Like part party movie, 
part uh, coming of age, and then all found footage horror backyard wrestling movie. You know, I here's the thing. That has to be a thing. How is I don't know if it is, but someone should make it. It is, and it went wrong, and that's why we've yeah, never seen it. No, bad. I mean that footage is out there. Oh man. I know it is. Yeah. Modesto, Oxana, we need you to tap into your family. We need to get some <laughs> Modesto back. Oh, that's footage. a good that's a good scouting location. There there's a documentary I watched that was like primed for it. And then a uh, shout out to listener Rich, a huge fan of Uff. Uh, he came over and we did an impromptu marathon. And one of the things he brought me was a uh, kind of like Girls Gone Wild style 90s backyard wrestling video. Okay. Which unfortunately was mostly Girls Gone Wild. Yeah. You had to skip through to find backyard wrestling. Bummer. But the moments they did literally had a fire in a front room with a couch. Like they teased the best part, but that's what I would want. A24, get on it. Mm-hmm. All right, Randy. We need your answer. <laughs> Make the calls. Randy, yeah. Uh, yeah, you can count on me. <laughs> Randy wasn't listening, apparently. Yeah, you lost me like seven minutes ago when you started talking about wrestling. <laughs> he doesn't know what's you going know on. This. Randy, Google Joey Styles. That's your role. Oh, boy. No, he's very uh, disgraced. kind of guy. Disgraced oh, Joey he? Styles. What happened? I mean, isn't he? I don't know. I just know him as being like a little coked out. I thought he was cool because he carried the announcing job solo. In a fucking high energy product like ECW. Oh, I'm confusing him with someone else. Yeah, he's cool. Yeah, yeah. that's Randy. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely Randy. You all still have like hardcore wrestling in New York, right? Yeah. Uh, we have, I, well, not exactly because. Uh, Do you have softcore wrestling? <laughs> yeah, kind of. So um, the rules in New York for like, by the sports commission are like very strict. Oh. Like you can't do much intergender in New York City. Really? And a lot of hardcore stuff you can't do. So all the hardcore shows are right over the border in Jersey City. So that's where you got like your Fuck I- yeah. ICW, <laughs> ICW Prohibition in, uh, in Newark. And then a lot of the places, um, the like uh, promotions that are in New York will go to Atlantic City to do hardcore shows. Oh, Atlantic Dude, City fucks. Yeah. That's your A24 movie. You're playing some weird kind of like government agent who's supposed to stop people going over that border to do that yeah so it's like a guy and a girl it's like they're about to go fucking fight yeah we need to tail them <laughs> dude that's the movie i want that's tight can i see <laughs> you can call it the wrestling commissioner yep it's pretty good right <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm like that doesn't feel oh god it feels like a movie clark would love yeah blackberry tetris the wrestling commissioner okay first of all <laughs> yes okay yeah. that sounds pretty good you know i like front office he loved the al snow the Al Snow Show, right? The Wrestler Show on Netflix. Oh. You, you haven't seen that? No. It's right, fantastic. Oh, okay. I'll look it up. Yeah. because All right. So Al Snow runs the Ohio Valley Wrestling Company. Okay. Yeah. Which like brought up John Cena and stuff. And mm-hmm. they were acting like they were basically the minor leagues for WWE for many years. But then the WWE ended that contract. Yeah. And so the Ohio Valley Wrestling Company has been sort of struggling. Yeah. And so now this uh, rate, this sports radio personality in Kentucky bought the company. And uh, and Al, Al Snow has been running it. Uh-huh. And uh, it, just, it just follows them within a year of uh, him buying this company and trying to understand wrestling. Oh, I'm going to watch this. This looks fantastic. It culminates in Al Snow's return. Uh Uh-huh. And if you don't fucking cry. Yeah. I told Clark that Al Snow never had any kind of impact like that for me. His head shit. I'm like, he's cool. I I liked him, but I always never rooted for him. Never. 
but to hear for him to sort of be the centerpiece for this and the emotional core of it all, um, it, it was a great payoff because, you know, he was, uh, you know, head <laughs> what does everybody want his whole career was a gimmick but he's so dedicated to it because he, he it was like his he, yeah. he also seems like one of the old school like fucking tough dudes 100 percent. and he it's would, i can't yeah. recommend this show anymore and um, no one will watch it i will watch it now before we start officially i can't uh let the iron claw go away without asking you what you thought about the rick flair portrayal okay bad performance yeah but it was also maybe the most important part of the movie because it's the first time he got validation from outside his family Uh and it's done so casually like it's normal to validate other people that way so like it's so important and like i was saying this to clark and he's like you're really working for this one (laughs) it's it's possible that like because it's all from kevin's perspective that the um, oh. portrayal of, of Ric Flair in his promos was intentional because he thought he was a goofy motherfucker. So Kevin was like, who's this goofy I fuck? like that. Yeah. And it's very forgiving. I'm not. It, yeah. Because it, it's a bad impression. Me and Madeline agree on a lot of things. And one of them is that <laughs> imperfect film is perfect film. Yeah. And I think sometimes you are put in a position where you have to do a little bit of work for them. That, I think, is an argument that is not hard to make, though. Yeah. Because it's so not Ric Flair. It's so weird, right? It's such a wonky thing to do. I was so a lot of that movie is kind of wonky, but it's what makes it good. Did you like the the boat to heaven? Uh, uh, not while it was happening, but once I realized what it was, I did. When boat to heaven happened, (laughs) it was so high. I I turned to Clark (laughs) and I tapped him, and I'm like, I need your help. Yeah, I can't tell if this is really cool, really dumb. As soon as it cut back to the corpse on the table I, that's when i was like oh this is just his like uh, yeah. tr- attempt to make peace like damn. would you know my name <laughs> on the boat to heaven oh my god all right david's getting angry should we let him in uh, david what is that that was <laughs> david he was he yelling his name i know it agitates him when I I know. I'm like, can you not do that all i'm right. david lynch all right oksana let him in It's January 21st, 2024, and it's a Sunday, day two of weekend projects, and the fun work train is rolling. Today, I'll be enjoying the light rain as I sit in the observation car and sip my coffee from a thermos. I brought my coffee from home today so I can conceal the fact it contains whiskey. The year has started off turbulent, and Daddy needs a little drinky. And while I work on a buzz... I'll be thinking about Paul Schofield as it's his birthday. Happy birthday, Paul Schofield. (laughs) I'd also like to remember those who have permanently moseyed on. Happy trails, Cecil B. DeMille. Happy trails, Peggy Lee. Everyone, have a great day. Thank you, David. This is beautiful. Tell David, because he leaves here very quickly. (laughs) That door slams and it's soundproof. So if you could pass along to David. I, I appre- I, the happy trails is my favorite part. Oh, okay. <laughs> it kind of creeps me out. I love the happy trails. That's it? That's all you want me to yeah, tell? Yeah, I like okay. the happy trails. I don't think he needs to know that. All right. He may he stop knows. doing it if he found out. Because you did roast him at the lookies. He was not appreciative. Everybody's got to take a hit, dude. Everybody pay- <laughs> pays a tax. We all pay taxes. Yeah, the Gear Brothers, though, he shouldn't have messed up man. their names. Also, if you haven't listened to Lookies. No, th- they've rebranded. They are the re- Gear <laughs> Brothers now, dude. <laughs> Randy, how long did that episode end up turning... Into like was it three? No, it was two. Yeah, two hours. 
Yeah, it's relatively short for a wikis, really? I feel. Yeah. We, we KIM'd it, dude. That's what we're doing today. Yeah. Keep we had a lot of overlap. Moving. Uh, no, we I don't know. We didn't. And we had extra people on there, too. Yeah, no one else had Elemental. <laughs> oh, dude, Elemental. <laughs> the Gear Brothers are wild. What a good pick for them. Although they did hurry me on. Also, Manlet, Jeff Gear uh, watched Oppenheimer eleven times in the theater. <laughs> that terrifies me, and he couldn't ex- he couldn't explain why. That's more than a day. That's, yeah, that's yeah. almost no. Two I, days I did the math. That was thirty three yeah. hours of Oppenheimer. Yeah, and I feel like any movie, even if you love it, three times within a year, it starts to diminish. Yeah, I don't. He's a wild one. <laughs> it's a wild. But again, you know, movie. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, we, we didn't get into the, the, the strategic side of, of it enough. I would like to know of like how many different versions of the film did he see? Like, you know, well, you've got 70. Film, I, I bet they're all like DCP or something. 70, IMAX, XD, yeah. 4DX, <laughs> ABC. Should they put uh, Oppenheimer <laughs> in 4DX? Yeah. Is that the one with the rocky seats? Is that the- And perfume and lighting. They do the lighting on yeah. the wall. Yeah. yeah. And Oppenheimer and was a blowjob machine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, we did 4DX for, I think, Dungeon and Dragons, and Terrell spilled his drink on me and his popcorn. That sounds right. Before the movie started. That was amazing. <laughs> Were the chairs moving? Oh, dude, the chairs, it's not like akin to being a roller coaster. It's <laughs> yeah. more like. Chairs moving. It's a mechanical bull. Yeah. We, I saw Avatar in it, and I loved Avatar. I haven't That's how, seen a movie in it, I want to. Uh, I, I can't recommend you watch Avatar, but if you have an opportunity to I do won't. it with a shaky chair, yeah. it was well, fun. In a, in Flushing, they have one of those theaters and they're always showing like South Korean action movies. Oh. And that's what I want to go see. I want to read subtitles while being, you know, <laughs> shaken. Late. Um, huh? <laughs> that is interesting. Subtitles while being thrown about. I like that. And then maybe they'll have perfume too, like 4DX. Yeah. They did. Nobody believed me. And I looked it up and they're like, yep, they do. They shoot chemicals at you. That's so cool. And water. <laughs> yeah. MK Ultra. Genius. They have fake lightning in the theater. They probably did. Because I was this a rainforest cafe I, now? I do remember I gave uh, Avatar a looky. So they definitely drugged me. Yeah, I will never forgive you for that, by the way. <laughs> I got the popcorn. You fucking disgrace the look. I got a I got a I got a what do you call it? A soda top? Did Avatar come out last year? Yeah, it did. The way and, of water, uh, damn, dude. Physical weird. media fans uh, were mad because they did a like triple, like they just were squeezing water out of that rock. Yeah. So they did a 4K yeah. after doing a Blu-ray, after doing a collector edition, then did like a 4K collect. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Randy Michael, Atlanta, Georgia, bring it. Yeah. So uh, I got I got a couple here. Ones uh, I'll do a quick retread on. My, uh, I'm going to do these in reverse order from the doc. Not that Did it you matters. say retread? Not yet. <laughs> You're early. You're early. <laughs> that sound effect is the embodiment of the show. You know, what we've, we've gotten, what, we've, is the, what just happened? <laughs> uh, I think, uh, every time there's a retread, a, a devil gets its horns or something. Cool. Uh, we get complaints that when people are driving. Yeah. They, they don't appreciate that? Uh, understandably. <laughs> <laughs> That's a horrible. I mean, you should just have sirens. Yeah, it's a <laughs> like, We did. I fucking uh, Okay, I'm not going to get on a tangent about <laughs> sirens, but I hate it when they put that in music. Yep. So stop doing it. I hate, you know what I hate about sirens? When I'm out there on the ocean and I see a fucking siren. I appreciate it. And oh. then she steals my dick. <laughs> Randy, back to Atlanta. <laughs> 
sure you you forced my hand because you played the uh the stinger so i'll do uh zone of interest all right think laser's new movie finally uh it opened here finally i think it opened many other places in like mid to late december and uh yeah went with christian and our buddy nick to go see it uh last night and uh it's very highly effective. Uh, everything Clark said, you know, I, I, I agree with as well. I was expecting, I was hoping for a little more score because I like uh, Mika Levi so much, but I don't think it really needed it. Um, but yeah, I, very effective. Uh, to say it's enjoyable is a weird thing, but uh, yeah, you know, I like Jonathan Glazer and I think this is very, uh, very strong. All the camera angles you never really get like close-ups or anything Every, everything is shot sort of like in like mid medium to like wide wide shot yeah the show is mid <laughs> but uh yeah no it was it was good all right so how all many stars it. uh out of 12 we're gonna go 12. 10 okay and are you sure that is still a chaplain stash you're rocking it is all right, and stick to it, huh? All right, Randy, <laughs> let's get to the most important part. Yeah, I didn't find the um, the water slide that concerning. It looked like hardwood floor. What are you floor. talking about, Randy? It looked like hardwood floor. Hardwood floor is like very slippery and slidey and like, uh, you know. It was not like treated. It, out. it didn't look treated. It, it did didn't look, look like treated. you just like chopped some, took some two by fours that were, it, it looked treated to me. It looked like a torture device. Was that part of the movie? Yeah. Am I forgetting it? Because I don't. I saw this back in October. Okay, so there was a the the family had a nice little pool. Yeah, yeah. It was the size of a koi pond. It was very tiny. Yes, and then there was a a wooden slatted water slide. Oh, yikes! That went right into the pool that I found very disturbing. Which Randy (laughs) reminded him of his childhood. Apparently, hey man, Nazi luxury. That's. What I got that was from not that luxury. Movie. That was splitters <laughs> trying to enjoy a nice Saturday afternoon dip. All right. Splinters? We're talking about Ninja Turtles again? Yeah. Oh boy. Also, shout Nazi out, Turtles. Shout out to my dad who found his number one uh, first printing of the Ninja Turtles and is now looking to sell it for sixty grand through an auction house. Um, Wait, did Sam create this scale? Sam, uh, yeah. listener Sh- Sam sent us a. Uh, so here's the problem on the show. We listener decided, Sam is more like it. I, damn, I knew it. God damn it! You're always out there in the wing with your gun ready. Um, yeah. yeah. So Madeline, you know this more than anybody. Yeah. The, uh, the the individual rating system is really the only way that we can understand how good a movie truly is. So we needed to broaden ours with strict rules, and uh, I just put it up here so you can get on board. I mean, I feel like it doesn't amp up as much. Uh, excuse me? How not? I, I feel like everything below a 10 is not very positive. <laughs> but it sounds very positive. So that, say you don't really like a movie, you yeah. can be like, oh, I'm going to give it six stars. And then your friend will be like, oh, you really like that movie. And no, I thought it was tolerable. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But you don't have to communicate that part if you don't okay. want Okay. All right. All right. But at least now I know how to rate. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. when when you're out there in the streets of Astoria, Queens, yeah. twelve stars are nothing. <laughs> yeah, when people say, right? uh, "How many the stars word. would you give it?" Be like, out of twelve, yeah, probably <laughs> like, ten. Just, yeah, just naturally folded into I the actually, conversation. I like that because it's socially. Um, I don't Confusing? know, uh, unethical in a way. Like it's just, like, yeah, yeah. It's like a real out of left field. Like yeah, that's our twelve bl- stars. That's our brand, though. Yeah, I I work by the clock. 
I like the clock. Oh, dude, fuck yeah. That's my counting system. So Clark did try to petition to have half stars entered, and then we would have been on the 24 scale. 24 hours, we can't, baby. We can't do it. Just make it a 24 no. scale. But Russell's, no. Russell's a huge Tom Brady fan, yeah. so we had to stick with the 12 star. It's mm-hmm. true. I live and die by that. So, um, yeah, uh, enjoy. I'll keep it up here for you. Um, Tom okay. Brady, San Mateo, California. Brady, back to you. Yeah, I, uh, I hunted a, down a movie that, you know, everyone's trying to see by one of our beloved filmmakers. Randy, could you not say you hunted a movie right after you talk about the Holocaust? <laughs> <laughs> Rocking a chaplain. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, one, like I said, one of our beloved filmmakers, Russell loves him. Our oh, guest on Thursday mentions him. Roman Polanski had a new one that came out at a TIFF. How dare you? How or dare Venice. you? Oh, Venice, I think, <laughs> of last year. Snap. I see what you did there. It has a new movie called The Palace, uh, which is like a, supposed to be a comedy, I think, oh, that is no. set around um, New Year's Eve going into Y2K. Supposed to be a comedy. At a hotel Swiss hotel with like a bunch of rich people uh, and sort of like their various lives and stuff that is uh, happening. It's not very good. I did read a lot of reviews saying it is awful. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to give it a chance just to see maybe, you know, maybe critics are just saying it's bad because of, you know, history of Roman Polanski. I was like, I'm going to give it a shot. It's pretty oh, wait, bad. What history does he have? Can you <laughs> walk yeah. me through that? Is that sarcasm? <laughs> yes. Okay, good. <laughs> I, I watched Once Upon a Time in Hollywood the other day and everything seemed fine. I mean, Polanski, he had a hard life. Ooh, spent a lot of time hard. And then he did a terrible thing. I think he also true, liked true. Uh, water sports too, right? Look, who hasn't gotten weird in a jacuzzi? <laughs> was it was it wood pla- plated? What, what do you call uh, that? See, but I'm, I lacquered? like those though. I, know. <laughs> I like the wooden jacuzzis. Those okay. are cool. You just well, don't want any movement in it. All right. So the palace stars Mickey Rourke, who is truly frightful to look at yep. these days. That's a real As is John Cleese, who is also in it. Oh, boy. Really? John Cleese is dating like a 25 year old in the movie. Okay, not in real life. <laughs> Correct. No, yeah. Uh, yeah. his wife is actually much younger. Than method he is. acting. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I won't say too much about this movie except for the final shot of the movie, which I've told several cool. people. <laughs> That's a great way to talk about a movie. <laughs> so we go right to the end. It was a with- crane shot. It was about 15 <laughs> feet in the air. <laughs> uh, so I believe it is John Cleese, his, uh, his wife or girlfriend. Uh, he gets her a penguin shipped in for their like uh, for their anniversary, their fifth anniversary. So there's a CGI penguin roaming around this movie in this hotel, and there's also a person that has a small, very small like dog in the movie. And the last shot of the movie is a CGI penguin fucking a dog from behind. What? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm in. You sold, it ends, Randy. This is the palace on the screen, and then that's it. Oh my it. god! All right, I'm back in. Yeah. It's it's pretty wild. Not that not not very great or funny though. Not funny. How's that not funny? I mean, you give me John Cleese and Mickey Rourke. No, I'm like we're having a hoot. Yeah, I don't yeah, give I don't it a shot. I uh, could. Uh, I know how to find it if you need it. <laughs> oh, okay, dude. <laughs> Fuck, that felt like drugs right there. I enjoyed that. But All yeah, right, how many stars? I don't know. We'll go four out of twelve. Whoa. You liked it that much. (laughs) See, see Madeline, it works. It's a a four star film. (laughs) Also, we have a uh, uh, non uh, colored version so that uh, the 
colorly challenge. Oh my god. Yeah, Clark, you know, he's got a condition. Yeah. 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 Yar. So he made this for him. Also, we have a conversion table. So Randy just gave it if you're like the thumbs kind of girl. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So we go over here. How many thumbs? Um, for, uh, he like gave it actually 0. 0.67. Okay, cool. Oh, damn, was I right? Or point, so, yeah, you, point, no, you liar. Six, Shut up. Six, I don't have it pulled six, up. Six, 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 Wait, six. you did that math in your head? I've sort of just guessed, yeah. I mean, it's two yeah. thirds. Yeah, it's, it's not, not that hard. hard. It's like, right? <laughs> I'm amazed. All y'all I know, are you don't hey, think. <laughs> We're doing math out loud. Yeah, math yeah. out loud. <laughs> also, the six, seven. Uh, also, if he gave it anywhere from like, you know, a four to a six. We call that the carpenter. Yeah. Uh, because that's uh, less than one thumb. <laughs> Jesus Thank was a so carpenter. Yes, he was, Randy. And he has risen. He probably built that water slide. That water slide was very disturbing. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I'm saying. I think there's uh, more disturbing things in the movie, but yeah, I agree. <laughs> Uh, in order to uh, keep it moving, as Clark would say, I'll be quick about uh, the last one, uh, Fallen Leaves by uh, Aki Kirismaki. I think... God bless you. Aki Kirismaki, ago, that's a hell of a cool I name. I think he's Finnish. Oh, I'm, okay. You, I'm not finished you, with this you review, take it though. <laughs> I oh, boy, ready. Uh, no, you're Russian. Thank you. Indeed. Uh, but yeah, essentially, this uh, takes place in Helsinki, and there are sort of like two... Uh, main characters who both oh. are sort of depressed, lonely people who uh, meet. Um, and then there are some uh, situations that happen that uh, cause them to uh, lose contact with each other. But uh, it's very short. I think it's like 84 or 86 minutes. Um, it feels sort of like a Jim Jarmusch mixed with Roy Anderson. Um, really liked it. Um, Mr. Anderson? Mr. Anderson. Yeah, really good. Uh, the colors and like the style is cool. It's like kind of like sort of feels like a, you know, heightened reality in sort of like a drab way. Um, there's some some great karaoke scenes in the movie as well. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's a lot of fun. Like I said, it, it's uh, it is kind of like there are kind of like lonely, like sad people. But the movie, like, I don't know, is sort of like lighthearted at the same time. There's not like a whole lot of stakes, but a very pleasant experience. We'll go. We'll also go 10. Out of 12. 10 out of 12. So again, Madeline, that would be 1.67 thumbs. Got it. One it and two great. thirds of a thumb. Yeah. Or 3.33 on the four star system. And that's a Chernobyl thumb. <laughs> oh my God. Randy, we'll see you next week. Randy, how did you watch it? Movie.com. Best in the business. <laughs> I'm really crushing the soundboard today. Thanks, Randy, giving me that layup there. Hell yeah. All right, Randy, anything else? Nope. After a successful heist, Porter is left for dead. Once he recovers, he seeks vengeance and wants his share of the money. This is Mel Gibson in Payback. Russell? Uh, is that the one? Could have used a little bit better boost of confidence from here i'll give you the other one oh (laughs) i'll give you the i don't know i was looking at it but they were playing like fucking mad max as the trailer so i was like (laughs) i'm like that's not a cool guy movie though so i was conflicted i blame imdb i I just wish you would trust me here i'll give you i'm gonna upgrade you we're not gonna do the lower version of cool guy we're gonna do the higher version fuck you fuck (laughs) bull 
It's just, this is somewhere in the middle. That's what I think of when I think of cool guy movies. <laughs> fuck you, fuck ball. Uh, this movie is pretty good. Okay. Um, it's actually really good. I it's it's fun. It's I mean that you know, look a heist happens. He got uh, cut out of it for seventy grand. Shot in the gut, left to die. But guess what, Russell? Spite is a hell of a cure. It gets you going. <laughs> and uh, all he wanted was his $70,000. And he was willing to take down the whole goddamn mob to get it. And they were like, 70000 I wipe my ass with that. You're doing all this for 70000 I just want my 70000 That's just me. <laughs> I Fuck you, it. football. That's it. Yeah, and uh, you know, also the cast here is really good. Um, the main, the you know, the cause, the guy who double crossed him, uh, Val uh, Val Resnick is his character. That Greg Henry, click on Greg Henry. We all know this gentleman. This is this is the performance of this man's career. Uh, and this man, he uh, he was in Guardians of the Galaxy. Slither. He's in Slither. He's in the TV series The Rookie, Russell. <clears throat> Channel Zero. Uh, no, but you've seen this guy. He's fantastic in this. He um, he kind of plays a... Belko. Oh, Belko yeah, yeah, yeah. I know who he is in Belko. He's fantastic yeah. in this. He's like a, um, a cleanlier version of uh, Bobby Peru in uh, Will, uh, Willem Dafoe in... Um, What's the Lynch Boondock movie? Saints. The David Lynch movie, Wizard of Oz. Oh, uh, Bobby Peru. Bobby Nicholas Cage. Wild at Heart. There you Jesus, go. y'all suck. I'm high all the time. That's why my brain doesn't work. What's y'all's fucking excuses? I was just having fun watching you struggle. I'm looking at pictures of Greg Henry. Ooh. And uh, how's that going? It's fine. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out who he reminds me of. Of a West Side Story. <laughs> Uh, payback, fantastic. Uh, Randy, let's go over the cast here. Uh, David Paymer. Everybody loves a David Paymer when he shows up. You know the the working man's uh uh Kevin uh what's his name Smith <laughs> Spacey. No, the short guy Hart. Kevin uh God, this is a Costner. bad afternoon. Costner. <laughs> you don't got a Kevin? I don't. Let's talk about him. How about need to talk yeah. about? Yeah. Yeah, there we go. yeah. What the fuck is his name? I, I gave you two good ones. You said short. I said heart. I mean, it added up. Fuck the math me. is there. He's like the biggest character actor of all time. I can't think of his goddamn. Kevin. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> right here, I had to cut this out. I'm losing my fucking mind. Home Alone? That's Kevin. No, God <laughs> damn it. <laughs> Wait, which guy are we even looking at? I don't know. Kevin. Dave, I'm talking about David Payment. <laughs> David Payment. <laughs> so how did Kevin come into the conversation? Because I, I was I was I had a joke, but I can't think of his fucking last name. Klein? And I still Kevin, can't. Is it Kevin Klein? No. Uh Kevin Pollock! Oh. God damn it, it's uh, Kevin Pollock. Kevin oh. Corrigan. Fuck. <laughs> David Pamer is the working man's Kevin Pollock, which is a joke for no one. And I still went for it. Yeah, but they're all looking it's at my It's not Kevin Pollack. 
Oh, yeah, cool. Kevin Pollack. I know him. That guy has a name? I just know him as, yeah. <laughs> You're so hurtful. He's from San Jose, California. I feel like most people have names. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was just a deity that showed up in movies. Right, oh, he's on. in Willow. Great. The show, not the movie. Going back to the cast, we also got Maria Bello in here. Bill Duke shows up. William Devane. I love seeing Billy Devane show up anytime. Lucy Lou. Lucy Lou plays a dominatrix. <laughs> There's a lot of humor. There's a lot, a lot, a lot of dominatrix humor. Can I go ahead and enjoy Can you it? give us a bit? Like, uh, a, like a, an easy setup punchline kind of thing? Well, I'll, I'll, how about a scenario? Okay. Um, where, uh, what's our guy's name? Uh, Greg <laughs> Henry. Greg oh. Henry is in the bed with the dominatrix. And then here comes Porter. That's Mel Gibson. Okay. And he shows up and, uh, then he wants to beat him up and she's like, no, honey, I got this. And so she beats him up as he's questioning him. Oh, I hate this movie. <laughs> I've never seen it. I dated a guy once who tried to get me to watch it on a laptop. And I think <laughs> well, that's creepy. I well, think I fell asleep. You missed through. out because that yeah. was the one for you. Because yeah. this movie is 10 out of 12 stars. Very nice. It's great. It's fun. Um, also, Chris Christopherson is, uh, plays a, a rich prick and uh, he gets blown up. Fun stuff. Next movie. Uh, you want to talk about a movie that's not fun? Let's talk about this movie, which is out in theaters now. Tensions flare in the near future aboard the International Space Station as a conflict breaks out on Earth. Reeling, the U.S. and Russian astronauts receive orders from the ground. Take control of the station by any means necessary. This film is directed by Gabriella Copperthwaite. That is my new favorite. Randy, can you put that on a list of my new favorite <laughs> names? Gabriella Copperthwaite. What was uh, the act? Pete Postlethwaite. I wonder if they were not related. <laughs> oh, somewhere the Thwaites. You know, they they they. There was two forks in the road, Randy. There was the Copperthwaite <laughs> and the Postlethwaite, and uh, that's the end of that joke. Director of Blackfish. I'm sorry? Uh, <laughs> Gabriella, whatever, directed, directed Blackfish. Blackfish yeah. yeah. Oh, the CNN film? That's like one of my favorite, like all the horror people put it on their top 10 right here. And they were like, it's a horror movie. It's like, no, it's a documentary <laughs> about whales. I like I, the uh, Cove. Cove I, was good. I was the Cove the, was fucked up. Yeah, it was tight. It's gross. When yeah. Blackfish showed up like that, I actually thought it was a horror movie. And I got very confused when I went to watch it. Yeah. I didn't end up watching it. Yeah. I'm like, you tricked me. It's a fucking documentary or something. I'm like, I'm not doing that. Now, <clears throat> let me talk about the things that I do like in this movie. I had no problem with the spaceship. I had no problem with space. I won't talk about the explosions on the Earth because I did have more of a problem with that. But from a from a technical standpoint, you could tell all the budget was spent on that to make it look like we're floating. Um, and they spend a lot of time talking about how astronauts sort of, um, you know, how they have to sleep 
and things like that. So I don't know. I feel like we're kind of filling in some gaps there to a certain extent because we don't get a whole lot of, uh, there's not enough tension. We And we have to stay busy in other areas. So we do shit like this. But um, also casting is pretty good here. Okay. And the, and also, I think the thing I appreciated the most out of the movie is that we do, this is no sort of Russophobia sort of agenda here. This is not U.S. good, Russia bad. Okay. Um, this is everybody sucks. Yeah. And I appreciate that. Um, and from a character standpoint, we've got characters we like that are Russian. We've got characters we like that are American. And we got ones that we don't like at Russian. We ones that we don't like. You know, there's there's faces and heels on both sides here. How many countries are represented? Those. Only two? It's just U.S. and Russia. So the, it, so the movie kind of opens up as saying that the International Space Station was created as sort of a peace treaty after the Cold War between, uh, you know, uh, showing continued collaboration yeah. between the U.S. and Russia. And so that's what the ISS is. So um, we the movie opens up with two new American astronauts being brought aboard the ISS with one current American already being there and then three current Russians okay. on there. So three Americans, three Russians uh, there are there on the ship. And we're hitched to the new people. What do you mean? Uh, perspective wise, or does it move around the whole time? Uh, it moves around a little, but it's, we're, we're mostly with the, um, with the lady. Man, I am. Ariana DeBose. I'm bummed to hear your uh, dislikes because when I heard the premise of this, I got very excited. It sounded like the old kind of like Hitchcock style movie where you just take heightened regular life and put it in kind of an extraordinary situation. Yeah. And you're like, why aren't they speaking English? Because I'm guessing that movie's going to be nested there. And- it just, we all know where we're going. Yeah. And, and we, we, we would hope that we would, something more interesting would happen. Like an alien would come into the picture. Uh, we, no. we, we need, this needed an alien. I mean, did you see life? I liked life a no, lot. No, you didn't. I like life. That's not true. Me and Charlie talked about this yesterday. Life is bad. We both know which, it is not. Which one I rewatched it. It stands Jake up. Jake Gyllenhaal, you, I think. Jake Gyllenhaal. Ryan, Ryan Reynolds, Reynolds is in it, it for a little bit. He gets killed. He's funny. He's good. That <laughs> He's kid's got funny. talent. I like life. The little alien is cool. Yeah. Are we talking about the board game? No, you fucking idiot. <laughs> Why don't you like that life? Because it sucks. How does it suck? <laughs> it's bad. I need two examples of why it's bad. Uh, I don't remember it. Thank very you well. so much. Life, <laughs> ten stars. <laughs> I want to see ISS though, because John Gallagher Jr. is in it. Okay, now you want to go back to casting. That, here's what I'll say. High Life. That's what I was thinking of. Oh, that movie's Miller. Great. Yeah, I, I remember like being kind of like, eh, no, I don't know. no, High Life rules. It was hot. I saw it live. The director was there. They they wanted to worship her physically and mentally. Yeah, and we ended up bitch. boiling in these uncomfortable chairs. Yeah. Randy, what's that first bitch name? Claire Denis. Claire yeah. Denis. Claire Denis. Oksana, where did we watch that? The Victoria. It was at the Victoria. Wow. With Claire Denis. I mean, Claire Denis is. One of the greats. Yeah. If yeah. Everyone, if everyone could look at their screen and see Randy right now, he is full Michael Bay. Oh, <laughs> Fucking lens flare Magoo over here. Sun's going down, baby. <laughs> Holy shit. Damn, get a screenshot of that. I'm snagging. Oh, oh he's you, covering it. There it is. Yeah. Oksana could do it. it. All right. Um, 
going back to uh, the aforementioned John Gallagher Jr. Now, just because I am a, a fan of, of motion pictures and and you know the the art of uh, capturing things on on camera and film, <laughs> uh-huh. I am very familiar with the talents of one John Gallagher Jr. Yes, very talented. And when you, and when he he comes on screen, he breaks watermelons. You you know, but you can't trust him. Oh, you know he's gonna fuck you over. Are you spoiling this This is this what movie? he does. It's what he does. He ty- he's typecast now. All your movies as the have fucking Bell shifty snaky guy. He's the shifty <laughs> snaky guy. Always. That's what he plays. That's his bread and butter. Not in Belco. Is shifty and not in Ten Cloverfield Lane. Shifty snaky what about guy. Underwater? He's not that in Underwater either. Shift- yes, he is. I mean, do you know where he comes from? From shifty snaky town. No, he comes from Westworld. Um, Spring Awakening. Which was a Broadway show about you know young people and their sexuality. Yeah, do you know his and character like, but name that in was, that? No, I never saw it. It was, <laughs> um, it was <laughs> but that was like where he came up, like in Broadway. Yeah, yeah, he's wonderful. Yeah, he's great, and he always he plays a very good sneaky snake, and that's what he does. <laughs> so you just have to know that going in. It's like, oh, he shows up, he's gonna be a sneaky snake. Guess what? It sounds like you were just bored in this movie. Is it? We just we needed something. We needed more to do. They needed everything. Here's the thing: like everything, we know exactly where we're going, and and we're, there's also like an O Henry moment that happens where you think something is going to happen, so something else sets in motion, but that other thing didn't come to fruition. So then the thing that was set in motion completely counteracts the other thing. You know what I'm saying? Remember that? That's what came to mind. Black Sea. The but one, see, Black Sea was a heist. Well, it was also heist or fun. The American-Russian combination on a vessel because they're now, in a submarine. Now, if you want to talk about something that would be fucking cool, have we ever seen a heist in space? I don't think so. Oh, that God, would be fucking I, cool. All right, here, say it again so I could cue you. Space heist. <laughs> <laughs> Who's directing Space Heist? Uh, Michael Bay. Mick no. G. Why did you all poo-poo Michael Bay immediately? What? I mean, the problem is if Mick G does it, it's got. We need a lot of like um, spacesuits where you can see the ass. Oh, <laughs> Mick G mentioned twice this week. Yeah, I love it. Uh, Guy Ritchie would do a bang-up job. He would space-sized. Yeah, he would. No doubt about it. I mean, this is right down the middle for me. I, I, I labeled it three out of five, so I'll, I'll label it seven out of 12. You know? You see that? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, seven? Dude, you love that fucking movie. Seven out of 12. It's, I just, uh, it's decent character stuff. It's not completely boring, uh, but I just. Uh, Put that on the I wanted more. <laughs> and then. <laughs> I'm telling you, it looked like the entire world was on fire. Good. And so it seemed like all was lost. Um, but, you know, it's, 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 it's interesting to see, you know, how sort of, you know, what, what would be one's motivations in, in a you know situation like that. Yeah. But uh, we just, we, everything just comes across as very surface level. And um, yeah, it just, uh, I mean, it sounds like a, bad version of my favorite book neil stevenson's seven eves which seven, exactly what yeah, i thought yeah i know i know you thought that you've read that uh seven eves basically 
they the moon splits into seven pieces and they mm-hmm. realize that it no longer will be stabilized by Earth's gravity, so it starts falling mm. um, and destroying all life. So they get a group of people together to go on a space station that's supposed to be like a vessel to uh, preserve humanity until Earth is safe to be on again, which is going to be uh, many, many, many centuries. Is there a heist involved? <laughs> I mean, uh, there are aspects that do feel that way, yes. Okay. Like, th- right. it, this movie, uh, this movie, goddammit, this book is so good. I will, is there actually going to be a movie adaptation of it? I don't know. Probably not. It looks like it's got Ron Howard attached. I feel like it's too good <laughs> uh, for, sevenness. for a, a movie, especially because of, like, it's a long book. It's like a 1,200-page book, and, and it I'm goes out. places. I highly recommend it. Well, Ron Howard would butcher it like a two dollars. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm thinking. Is he yeah. would make it very uh, friendly. No, we, we need to get a Clint Howard. If helm he in casted that movie. Clint, oh, yeah. I think that would help. Mm-hmm. Right. He's dead, to be clear. Yeah. Oh, there's there's no fact. Madeline Kester. Yes. I hand over the torch to you. I, I mean, are we starting negative or positive? Uh, we'll start negative on the show. <laughs> All right. Wanna, so okay. uh, I watched. Uh, I watched three movies on my plane ride here, um, and we're going to talk about two of them. Uh, the one we're not going to talk about is Bottoms, which was just great. Highly recommend it. Cool. Um, the first one I want to talk about is Dumb Money. So uh, Dumb Money is a fictionalized retelling of the GameStop uh, stock uh, debacle uh, that happened in 2020 at the beginning of the pandemic following, you know, some uh, YouTuber realizing that I, I'm sorry, I have to ask you. I never did. What yeah. was your personal take on that? Because I know that you work oh, like, in the industry. I so. mean, I, it was a, a kind of an incredible thing that, like, it was you know monkeys on a key on a on typewriters. Yeah, yeah. It, it it was one of those situations where like everything that happened there doesn't make sense to have happened, but because of like this certain you know number of factors that all combined together. Yeah, the like stars align. Butterfly effect type yeah. thing. Yeah, like that's what it was. But it also was a fluke and it also was bad. Yeah, because I haven't seen it recreated. Yeah. And at the time it felt like we can do this now. No, yeah, no one can yeah. ever do that. It doesn't make sense that it happened. And there are so many, um, I don't know, blockers in the industry to make sure that something like that doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. And a lot of those did kick in during this, which is why a lot of people lost a lot of money um, and a very small amount of people made a lot of money, but yeah. those people were regular people. Um, but like this movie depicts this event as if it was this like David versus Goliath, like, you know, working together, teaming up. And it's like, not the, it, it, that is not what happened in real life. <laughs> um and it also just like, ugh, I don't know. It made me so angry. It's doing an ensemble cast. It's like kind of presented um, not chronologically in the same way that uh, The Big Short is. My review of this was this movie is uh, The Big Short cosplay at a comic book convention in a flyover state. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Where it's a bad story. They are telling that bad story as if it's inspiring. And they completely um, just, you know, uh, uh, 
you know, like glaze over that a lot of people got hurt really bad. And these were young people, you know, 18 year olds buying call options, not understanding what a call option is and losing their college fund. And more of that was more common than people making like a million dollars and being like some kid who plays video games. But Madeline. Yeah. <laughs> why do you think this movie sucks? I just did. <laughs> I, I just said that. I just I did. Yeah. I, I mean, into the bit. it's bad. That's why it's a um, immoral, uh, boring, immoral. <laughs> And uh, I, I, it like also is like not informative. Like the big show, inspired. Yeah, uninspired is good. It's just uh, it's not a David versus Goliath thing, and they try to make it seem like it is. The jokes are bad. The jokes are bad. Yeah, it's funny. I realized when I was looking at this that uh, I thought you were going to give like a funny take, and I'm like, wait a minute, no. Like you, you're actually really I work close in the to- stock market. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that's interesting to hear. Yeah, I mean, I really would rather see, like, a movie on crypto. Um, like, especially the way that, like, coins are created and the way that so many of them are scams and there's so many pump and dump schemes. Mm-hmm. Like, I actually think that's, like, a way more interesting topic because the GameStop thing was a once-in-a-lifetime like a blip, yeah. blip that, you know, isn't going to affect anything long-term except maybe, uh, company, you know, the uh, no-fee brokers like Robinhood are going to have you know, stronger handcuffs. Yeah. Like that's the only thing that GameStop changed at that. And a lot of people lost their money. What happened at GameStop after that? Nothing, nothing. Um, they were going to do a coin. Like they were going to make a crypto coin. Really? I think they How did. How did I miss that? Um, but nothing happened to it. Eventually their stock went back down and now their company is just sort of continuing on. Like, and I don't know. So you're saying yeah. a sequel is very possible. Jesus. <laughs> I mean, honestly, a sequel might right the wrongs of this because oh everything that happened after was negative. Yeah. Also, Sebastian Stan was so, it's so cartoonish. Where, who was he in it? I can't even remember. He was the, um, the owner of Robin Hood. Oh, in that dumb wig. Yeah. Wow. I didn't even recognize him. Yeah. Yeah. I did by his annoying demeanor. Yeah, but that also is like, oh, they're playing them like they're goofy ass clowns. But that's no. not the way people treat no. tech moguls. They treat them like they're geniuses. Also, Paul Dano was so annoying. Yeah, and I love Paul Dano. I'm, I'm, I love him, him as a person. Him in the trailer. God, he looked so fucking annoying. He's, yeah. I'm, I mean, I don't, I never really watched the Deep Fucking Value videos. So, like, I don't really know yeah, how accurate even. that was. But I do, I did see this guy's court like in court and that was pretty true um i mean if they just made it a movie only about him i actually think it would have been better but instead they did the ensemble cast they did the look at the ceos look at the you know hedge fund managers look at his brother and look at five random people who bought gamestop stock who i couldn't care less about also america ferrera dumb bitch In the movie? Or? Yeah, in the movie. <laughs> so GameStop made a wallet? They made a crypto wallet and yeah. an NFT? Yeah. <sighs> I'm pro America. You're making bad choices, I, dude. I mean, that's what it is. Yeah. It's like, And that's kind of what this really... That is the main thing it changed, is it made everybody more internet aware. Yeah. So now yeah. all the companies are aware of Wall Street bets and so are hedge funds, and everybody's tracking what they're doing, even yeah. though they're a bunch of idiots. 
Um, well, you better watch out, Goliath, because David's going to fuck you up. God. <laughs> Long live uh, r slash uh, crypto bros. Yeah. Right. I want to see crypto movie. At 12, how many? Uh, three. Oh, boy. Love it. Next yeah. movie. Um, okay, so the next movie was... Uh, this is this filmmaker's second film of 2023. Actually, I think he made this one first. Um, this is the most interesting filmmaker working today, if you ask me. Mr. Guy Ritchie's The Covenant. (laughs) I watched it. Yo, it was great. It was really good. I, and it does, so I think I put off watching this because I don't like war movies. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I don't like soldiers. I don't like guns. Like all of that like freaks me out. So I tend to shy away from watching war movies, but I have been loving Guy Ritchie the last few years. So I, you know, saw it was available on the plane. I'm like, I'm just going to, you know, dive in. I'm just going to give yeah. it a shot. Um, So it's set in 2018 and it is some of the last remaining troops in Afghanistan because this was right around the time that, um, that everybody was, that we were pulling out of Afghanistan. Um, Jake Gyllenhaal is like a squad leader um, of a, a group of soldiers who go looking for uh, IEDs in Afghanistan. So they go looking for Taliban, uh, you know, factories or, you know, places where the Taliban is building IEDs to try and get rid of them and, you know, keep peace in the area. So, Every squad needs an interpreter, which are mostly locals from, you know, the areas that they're staying in, they're stationed in. And so they bring their, they lose their interpreter and they bring in a new one who has a strange reputation. Um, He jerks off in public. He jerks off in public. (laughs) No, they're like, they're basically like, people won't work with this guy. because Because he's got, um, uh, a checkered past. Ooh. Oh, and feet for hands. Yeah, and feet for hands. <laughs> uh, have you, what, what is that, Last King of Scotland? Oh my God. Was that Last King of Scotland? Have you seen Last King of Never Scotland? Saw. Oh my God. Well, feet for hands is a scene in that movie. With Forrest Whitaker? Yeah. All right. Yeah, he out. does that to someone. He gives oh, them feet right. for hands. That movie's great. <laughs> but that movie's gross. Um, yeah, that, that movie actually has one of the most upsetting body horror scenes in a non horror movie ever. Uh, so highly recommend the King of Scotland. <laughs> so basically what winds up happening is Jake Gyllenhaal and the interpreter get um, caught by the Taliban and escape. And they are now three hours away by car from their base. And they need to figure out how to get home without getting caught when there's all of these Taliban soldiers trying to find them. Um, and the covenant actually refers to the bond that forms between the two men. This movie is amazing action. It is high melodrama and it is so well acted and so well made. And it like has this sort of like cowboy aspect to it of like, you are watching a lot of, um, of the Taliban get like gunned down by Americans with machine guns. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, that, like the fact that it's really focused on their relationship and their desire to survive and how each, what each man needs to survive. It's just really, really riveting. Um, so yeah, I highly recommend it. Uh, I think a lot of people criticized it for the melodrama and also just the fact that like 
they don't want to see American soldiers gunning anyone down. Um, but you know, it's a movie and that is part of action cinema. Um, yeah, I really dug it. Now, what kind of uh hall are we getting in this performance? I mean, it's a war Gyllenhaal okay. and it is God. It, <sighs> I mean, is he, is he hyped up? Yeah. It's funny. I like, cause I just watched the beekeeper also. And so I've been thinking a lot about his performance of in End of Watch. Yeah. And I think it almost feels like he's the same guy from End of Watch, but like older. Not Nightcrawler Gyllenhaal. No, definitely not Nightcrawler Gyllenhaal. No More way. like cop soldier Gyllenhaal. What about Ambulance, Jake Gyllenhaal? I haven't seen it. Yeah, my buddy Tom keeps trying to get me to do a podcast with him called Baywatch, where we watch all of Michael Bay's movies. <laughs> oh, and like the peak is us watching Ambulance together. You should watch Ambulance. I really want to. It's very good. I know. I should just basically be like, Baywatch isn't happening. Let's watch Ambulance. <laughs> but yeah, highly recommend The Covenant. And you recommend it out of how many stars? Oh, I mean, my like knee jerk is I want to be like 11 because I want to go higher than the 10s you guys were throwing out. <laughs> I'll jerk at 11. Because like, it felt like you were given 10s and you were like, Ugh. so I want to be like 11 out of 12. Yeah, fuck it. 11. All right. <laughs> Randy's been giving out tens like they're taxes. I know. I know. That's why I'm like, it's better. I like the covenant more than it seems you liked your tens. <laughs> All right. That's fair. Russell right. Jai. How much time we got left? Uh, I got to go in 10 minutes. Well, she's okay. done. She can. Um, I could just leave. I'll. Uh, she's a free agent. You know what? I did watch a couple of things. Um, shout out to the homie, the. Uh, uh, my brother in arms, Robbie Smith, for recommending two films. As I had a BNO, I had a whole, actually, it was like a BDO, Boys Day Out with Jasadi Perkins, Boys East Bay cinematographer. Out. And I hung out with him and I watched an Ari Aster short that I'm not going to talk about. We watched a uh, found footage movie from 1972. Which one was it? The, the dad and the son fucking? Yeah. All right. That actually, that's the title, I believe, right? Yeah. It's on <laughs> YouTube. It looks beautiful. Uh, great student film. I'll say that. Yeah. I don't know what we're doing in that script, though. I'm yeah. like, what, what was the point? Uh, then I watched a film called Skin Flicker. It's a found footage movie from 1972. I'll probably talk about that some other time. You know what? Let's skip all that. I watched a movie called The Seating, and we have the director on uh, this Thursday. We do? Barnaby Clay. We, it's already been recorded, so we're not cursing anything. I know that's normally what happens. Now it's on you, Randy. Yeah, it's I on deleted you. the files. Oh, no! <laughs> yeah, Randy was very angry when he mentioned Cassandra Cat up top. He thought that was your thing. The only one who liked check film. Oh, Randy popped hey, it's the on the Criterion dude. channel right now. That does not mean it's part of the collection, Randy. Do oh, not agreed. get too excited. <laughs> I was telling Madeline about that before we recorded. How I'm like, if, if you're going to fuck around Criterion and you're going to show Unfriended. What's the new one they're showing? Unfriended 2. Cassandra Cat? No, oh, no, Blair no, Witch, they, I think they they have on Blair there Witch. too. They got the Blair Witch. Yeah. They're fucking around. So I put it out to them. I said, why don't you let the Unnamed Footage Festival help you out here? And we could be your uh, conduits into the world of in-world cinema. And uh, they just, uh, they haven't responded. <laughs> well, if history's shown us anything, they'll, they'll include Ambulance before they'll include Blair Witch. Yeah, the Michael Bay shit is very confusing. Do they, is Cassandra Cat put out by them? No. They're fucking uh, up. Yeah. Yeah, they're fucking up. Well, it could be a right thing. Also, The Rock is an excellent film and deserves to be criterion worthy. Randy. <laughs> you trying also, to get him to back you up? Continue. Um, all right. 
a man finds himself trapped in a desert canyon with a woman living off grid who is captive to a pack of sadistic boys. Uh, not the way I would have pitched that movie, but IMDb, you continue to fail me, so I'm not I'm not shocked at all. Uh, Barnaby Clay, our guest this week, is a writer and director of a um, of a film that is probably not going to get a lot of love from your IMDb horror fans because I don't think I don't think a lot of people really have the attention for it, and I think there's a little bit of melodrama here that's going to lose people. It gives them a way out. But I will tell you, I loved the framing in this movie. There's a drone shot in the beginning that um, made me kind of go, oh, you can do this and make it fucking cool. Uh, it, it pulls your eye into a corner of the frame. It also does all of the mise-en-scene for this film. It lets you know exactly where you are, and that's nowhere in the middle of it. And there's a, you know, when we were talking to uh, Barnaby, he mentioned how there was a whole pre-story here that he just cut. And I can't stop thinking about it because given no context, we are allowed to project onto what my projection is that he's like a techie from the Bay and he went out for a hike and uh, took a wrong turn. You shouldn't have tried to help that little boy. Never helped that little boy. And he ends up in a mix of like a Terry Gilliam style, Lars von Trier film. And it's in the middle. I I don't think it's very like quirky or um, funny, but it, I'm shocked that this movie didn't have a heavy hand in like some sort of religious narrative. It didn't really ever go there and it could have. Um, I, uh, I think it's more of a portrayal of modern life and I think the set design was beautiful and the, the effects were wild. The effects were great. Yeah, and from, Madeline, from you did, watched, you yeah. did ask if I could ask him about something and yeah. uh, the answer he gave was worth it. I'll tell you after. Ooh, I mean, I'll just listen to the episode. Yeah. It, yeah. uh, we can call him right now. Wait, okay. We can get end it right back now. On. Yeah. No. So here's the thing. Oh, wait, not call him, but call the no, episode. No, call the episode. Yeah. Well, <laughs> All right. Bye. I'm wrapping it up. Um, <laughs> no, I was meant to call him. Oh, you did I, mean yeah, call him. <laughs> you got his number? Y'all talked without me in the room? God, you were, we're really bad at bits today. <laughs> bad at bit. I mean, Man. the inspiration's there. Bab. Um, yeah. So I, I, Put it on all of you to spend your money on Friday and watch the seating. Uh, half of you will be mad at me, which is the hallmark of a good film. Because I do think a lot of people are going to have a, a tough time with this. But I think there's a ton of value here. And again, have some patience, little babies. Yeah, um, it's good performance, too. It's kind of like the diodrama where we're in one location, but not really. Because it's a cool location. It's a fucking. Also, I thought that guy was Walton Goggins. I really yeah, do. I don't know who Walton Goggins is. What, what, do not speak <laughs> blasphemy in this house. <laughs> You're talking about Baby Billy. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Walton Goggins is a treasure. I'm looking at him. Oh, that guy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The Shield. Yeah. That's the first thing that pops into my. Yeah. I don't know these character actors. That's Baby Billy. You watch your mouth. They have uh, the effect of character actors. He's in Predators. He's yeah. In everything. This, he's a he's a heavy. Hitter. He's in Randy's favorite TV show of 2023. Vice principles. <laughs> I'm a Virgo. <laughs> oh, that show's great. Yeah, yeah. He's like the 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 superhero guy. Yeah, yeah. I um, yeah. I don't know, Madeline. You're crazy. He didn't look like Walter Goggins. Yes, he did. Walton. Walton. <laughs> Oh, he Walton. looked like hit like scroll up a little, scroll up a little. Look at this picture of him. That looks like Walton oh, okay, Goggins. yeah, yeah, kind of, yeah. No. <laughs> that does. It's yeah. when he's like all beat up and dirty and has facial hair. Like, 
and he keeps grimacing and he's got white teeth. I like That's Scott Hayes. Scott yeah. Hayes is uh, oh, he's good. good. He's really good in it. Yeah, yeah. I um, this is one of those films where if I could, if I talked about it the way I like to talk about movies, I think I would end up revealing a ton of shit. And ultimately, the fun I had was I couldn't put my thumb on how much money this movie was uh, working with, the scope of the movie, or even if it was in a studio or outside. So, uh, again, I stress people go watch this and then uh, DM me whether you're happy or mad. I'm used to it by now. <laughs> There's plenty to like here. There yeah, is let, a lot let to people like. people go on their journey. Yeah, but I'm, I'm anti first wave of horror films where you're like, this shit is really good. And then people go into it and they're like, I don't understand what you watched. Again, I, I spoke to Uncle Frank recently and he turned, he went in blind with his wife to a double feature that is challenging even if you really know what you're getting into. Yeah. It was Skinnamarink and we're all going to the World's Fair. That's Those, a tough one. Yeah, back to back, I wouldn't recommend. That's tough. But yeah. if you don't have any context or people like kind of helping you out here, they, they're not going to warn you. Yeah. So he watched Skinnamarink uh, spoiler, he liked it. And then he went into what he thought was a popcorn flick horror film called <laughs> We're All Going to the World Fair. Which it is, the, it is not that. And he did not like it. And yeah. I'm like, honestly, your buddies, they uh, dug a hole for you to fall in. Because, yeah, that was not the follow-up there. Yeah, yeah um, sh- I hope he gives another shot. I told him. I said, please really do. Good. I yeah. said, please do. And we were talking about, yeah. It's, it's the superior film. Yeah, it is. Like it really is. In this house. Yeah. Like I, artistically, honestly. I think Skinnamarink, you got to appreciate it in a non-cinematic form, which in I think house. was the fault of the Alamo for putting it in a theater. I appreciate something to wipe my ass with. Oh my God. I didn't hate it that much. <laughs> no, I didn't either. <laughs> I thought it was an experience that I enjoyed having. Um, I, I thought it was like very, I, I keep saying like, I thought Unfriended was the first true millennial horror film. Mm-hmm. Scanamarink is the first true Gen Z horror film because all Gen Z brains are rotted um, from the internet. And for me, I look at Scanamarink and I'm like, the form is bad. Yeah. Like it's shot on, on um, like DSLRs. Like you can see the like uh, noise filters on it. And to me, I'm like the form, um, like, cause I, I'm very into formalism in film. It's like you did a bad job with the form and that is so much of the movie. But for like internet kids. Yeah. They're like, fuck you, Madeline. And yeah. They're like, who gives a shit? They're like, it looks cool. Yeah. And, and it's also what they're used to seeing. Like What's that's. The vibe? Yeah. I heard the right way to do it is to get really high on ketamine and watch Skinnamarink. <laughs> I mean, that sounds kind of lovely. Well, when your brain is rotten, you make rotten films. <laughs> Skinnamarink. One star. Hopefully the uh, Northlingers aren't listening. I know. They love the October Boys? Yeah. October Boys. <laughs> Shout out to them. Go listen to Mall Walk. It's really good. Russ, what else you have? Nothing. That's it. Let's wrap it. That's it? Uh, yeah, I we- can revisit the shit I did with Jasadi another time. Are we going to do a uh, rating on the CD? Uh, yeah, I think I'd give it... Um, Let's go with the Randy rating of 10. Baby. Okay. I enjoyed it. I do not think this will be your experience with it. Uh. But again, maybe I'm just trying to trick you and I'm putting the bar really oh, low. So then Russell you and tricksters. And you're just back. like, fuck, dude, I'm trying to lead you into the desert. And I'm going to, no, I'm not going to spoil the movie, but that kind of happens in this. In Utah. Partially in Utah. Yeah. yeah we'll, uh, we'll go ahead. That's a little Easter. Egg. That's a little, that's a little treat for our listeners for Thursday, you know, setting the table. Mm-hmm. All right. 
Randy Michael, uh, why don't you go ahead and, and uh, do what you do and, and set up our listeners for a wonderful episode that they can expect on Thursday. It's very redundant whenever we do this because you just told them what to expect on Thursday. But I'll just say, join Again, our, uh, we're our- really fun today. <laughs> I'm just going to say, uh, you join our Discord. We've had some heat going on in there recently. We've got some new members, and uh, there's been some uh, live streams uh, with, you know, two or three people joining. I've not joined any of them yet because it's always late here, and I go to bed <laughs> at nine. What you live stream? Here's the thing. I think now is the time that we get it together, and uh, my East Bay cinematographer friend, Jafsadi Perkins, we dig out his little movie. We get Randy's friends permission to show the movie where Randy is the straight edge ninja. ninja. Hell yeah. And then hopefully maybe uh, Dave O'Shea will have aired Clark's uh, role. Oh, that's Wait, the Holy Trinity. How do I join the Discord? We'll, we'll send you a link well, after. I'm tr- this is for the benefit of the listeners, not for oh, me. Oh, I have no idea. That's the answer. I oh, don't yeah. know. <laughs> no, we got to keep that what under the control. Hell? Here's the what thing. We want all of our listeners to know. Oh, my God. The no, cool ones. The thing know. is, I think uh, back in the day when we mentioned it like twice, I was like, DM me. Yeah. All right. So well, there is no, no real way. Link. <laughs> Honestly, it should be on like a website. That's how something. I got in. I think yeah, I just invited you, you. That's right. My God. Don't. I'm giving a thumbs up to Randy. I got to go. Yeah. All right. You guys wrap up. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Overlook Hour. And if you would like to hear more, please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever your podcatcher of choice is. And while you're there, go ahead and give us a rating and or a review, which is a very easy way for you to support this show uh, that we bring to you every week for years now, free of charge. And as always, you can find us on YouTube at the Overlook Theater, Instagram at the Overlook Theater, Facebook at The Overlook Hour, and Twitter at The Overlook Hour. Last but not least, you can send us your emails and tell us how much you like or dislike the show at overlookhour at gmail.com. And if you're nice, maybe we'll uh, read them on the show. I've been your engineer, Randy Stat. Please join me along with Clark, Russell, and Oksana again next time. Bye.